Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, hello, new episode of Oldie But A Goodie right here, a video game adaptation. I feel like some of our most divisive episodes are on video game movies. Although saying that, I don't think we've done one since the 90s, uh, our first year. So here we go, video game movie time. It's Lara Croft Tomb Raider. This is a fun episode about what I think is actually a pretty fun movie. But we'll get into that when the episode starts. We are joined by Miss Mandy this week. Been a while since she was on last, but she's here to talk about this film with us. She is, of course, a Twitch streamer, plays Dead by Daylight, a bunch of other variety games as well. Make sure you check her out. Links are in the episode description. And as always, this episode is brought to you by our wonderful patrons over on patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod. If you want to join the club, it's super exclusive, but I think we might be able to let you in. Uh, you get some, some bonus episodes every single month, including what right now is a series. We're doing a series over there uh, on Nicolas Cage, the cage Rama. The first episode is out right now on Ghost Rider. We're going through all of his wildest performances and started it off with a superhero movie. So you can check that out. Link in the episode description as well. But let's get into Tomb Raider. Here it is. Enjoy. Imagine a year where giant magical stone golems' one weakness is just being lightly tapped. Well, that's so convenient. What year is that, Zach? The year is 2001. One, 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 one. Welcome to Oldie But A Goodie, the podcast watching films from 2001 in the order they came out in. We are in blockbuster season. It's the middle of the year. So many big budget movies. It's honestly giving me a headache. My name is Sandro. I'm joined by Zach. What a block that has busted, can oh, I say. <laughs> something busted this week. No. Oh my god. No. We're reviewing Lara Croft Tomb Raider. I was just going to say that this movie was a bust, that's all, but you had different intentions, I guess. Yes, the classic video game adaptation, and who else to get on a movie that's an adaption of a video game, but a video gamer from Twitch, it's Miss Mandy guesting this week, hello. Hello, um, this movie, yeah, I had never seen this movie originally when it first came out, so I was actually very excited to watch it oh yes actually mm-hmm. it was actually okay yes so it's your first time watching this zach you hadn't seen this before right no i hadn't seen this no absolutely uh, not i saw this as a 12 year old uh oh, yeah. quite young i wonder why i couldn't remember the plot i was distracted <laughs> by something <laughs> 
What's that? What could possibly have distracted you in this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please elaborate. Not sure at all. I remember hating this as a, as a kid, though. The first Whoa. time I saw it, I was like, my goodness, this is bad. Um, wh- I'm interested in <laughs> what both of you think, because has my opinion changed? Maybe. I was about to say, are you blinded by nostalgia? But it sounds like the opposite. No, I hated this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hated yeah. it. Right. He was a little little film critic. Little film critic baby. He was like, eh, this movie's stinky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not the first time I realized a movie could be bad as a kid, but it uh, it's, mm. uh, it's definitely up there in, in that Mm-mm. in that world. What did you think of this, though, Zach? Uh, I agree with 12-year-old Sandra. <laughs> this movie was pretty bad, but... But it was enjoyable in places. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like Laura Bourne. Or, uh, Laura Bourne? Oh, I see. Jason Croft uh, sort of action. Oh, my God. It's Jason Croft. It was was pretty fun. Um, uh, yeah, you're struggling to come up with positive. Yeah, right. that, 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 that was the extent of my positive notes. I like some of the lines, some of the characters. There were some good little one-liners in this uh, in this movie, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was great one-liners for sure, for sure. Um, what what did you think of this then, Mandy? Oh my goodness! For some reason, the only thing I can think about, and and I apologize in advance for mm. this, but um, it was like right at the start of the movie. Uh, there was mm. a there was a shower scene, you know, of mm-hmm. course, <laughs> of course. As you would expect, right? This is literally all I can think about when I think about this movie because it's so ingrained in my memory right now. But um, yeah. she's in the shower, right? And uh, she flips her hair back. Like, yeah. like <laughs> full on flips her hair back. No no woman does that in the shower, can I tell you? That what? Is... I-, I do that in the shower, for sure. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Men with beards do that. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, expected. I do that all the time. Wait, you guys don't do that in the shower? No. That's like my main thing. I pose and then I flip my hair back and then I continue showering, you know? Yeah. What? <laughs> so- oh, I thought that's how everybody showered because I watched this movie and that looks like how everyone mm. showers. Literally, yeah. And then I flash my butler when they walk in. <laughs> yeah, <You're-> yeah. <laughs> It's all the time. And yeah. then HR calls me and tells me to stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. But like, are you positive on this movie, Mandy? Or do you think it's terrible? You know what? I think um, the storyline was very easy to follow for the most yeah. part. Um, sometimes I struggle with, you know, when there's too many characters or too many things going on. So I will admit that the simplicity of the concept uh, made it quite easy to follow along as a viewer. But overall, the content... Um, the content, yeah, that's content. I have many questions. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a few questions. Yes. Well, look, okay, it's interesting uh, hearing your opinions. It's interesting that Zach's opinion is quite similar to my original opinion mm. on this movie because uh, I think th- you know what I am man enough to admit <laughs> that this is a fun movie. <laughs> oh no, this movie's no. actually not bad. Actually. Actually, not as bad as I remember it. Look, okay. it's not good, but it's fun. And therefore, that is, that is true. I think it's as good as Evolution last week. For me, I enjoyed this as whoa, much. Whoa, whoa, big disagree. Evolution was way better than this, at least. It's definitely a better movie, but I think I enjoyed them the same amount. Wow. <laughs> Could it have anything to do with the main character, just by question? <laughs> 
actually don't like Angelina Jolie in general. So. Woof, okay. Woof, savage. <laughs> mm. I, I'm not sure. I think it's just because I like adventure movies um, like this, you know, going into uh, some ancient thing and uncovering something. Like CGI water. Yeah, like weird CGI water and <laughs> time bubbles that purely exist because one of the team had a cool image of a dog skeleton and they were like, can we put this in the movie? How can we incorporate this? <laughs> Why did they have to make it time travel of all the storylines? Because it's just, it makes everything I question about it. None of this makes sense. Like, if they can control time, how how come they have to do it every 5,000 years? Is it time irrelevant at that point? Also, how did they... F- they fuck up and lose the pieces if they can control time. Uh, a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Oh my god, that's a really good point. If they could control time, how did they... Yeah, you're right. How did they fuck this up so bad that they had to split it up and then they can't do anything for 5,000 years? So specific as well. 5,000 years. Well, it's whenever the planets align. Yeah, that's right. When the planets align perfectly and then there's a solar eclipse. Yeah. And they can make magic golems. They can control time. They can make this machinery that only works every 5,000 years when the planet align, but they can't make a log swing hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on with these people? I don't know. The Illuminati works in weird ways. I forgot that the Illuminati was the bad guys in this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Why Why did they set up all these elaborate traps but still allow people to fuse the pieces together? I don't know. Because they were inspired by know. the Indiana Jones movies. I wish that, I wish they'd been more inspired by the Indiana <laughs> Jones movies. To make something good? Yeah. Yeah. Unless inspired by the Crystal Skull. Uh, wait until you see the sequel. Um, <laughs> there's a sequel? Wait, there's a sequel to this movie? Yeah, this is the sequel from the director of Speed. I remember enjoying it more when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I knew there were... I, I think I knew there was a remake. Yeah. Well, it's not really a remake. It's just based off the newer games rather than the old ones like this one. Anyway, uh, Zach, you picked this out of a bunch of other movie options. I wonder if you're regretting and wishing you picked something else right now. I don't know. Depends on my other options, honestly. I, I, I'm not afraid of judging my previous self. <laughs> they make a lot of mistakes, in, especially in this podcast. Well, your other options were Sexy Beast. I do not regret so far. A black comedy about an ex-gangster uh, who is forced to take part in a bank robbery uh, I, I have no idea what that movie is. Cool. It stars Ben Kingsley as the sexy beast, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far, do not regret my decision. And your other option was Atlantis, The Lost Empire, the Disney movie about the adventurer oh, yeah. who goes on to find Atlantis. I definitely regret my decision. Why didn't we do that one? That's one of my all-time favourites. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie, actually. I've never seen that movie either. (gasps) What? You've never seen Atlantis? I have not, no. Unfortunately. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down right now. (laughs) Atlantis. How do do I spell that? No, I'm just kidding. Atlantis. (laughs) Have you seen Treasure Planet, at least? No, what's that? Treasure Planet. It's it's the same thing. It's the same film. (laughs) It's all the same. They're both the same. It's the same plot, thank you very much. It's not the same film. (laughs) They're two separate movies or they're the same movie? It's the same art style. They're both Disney movies Mm. and they work pretty well together. Okay. 
But getting into Laura Croft, uh, this was released June 15th based off the video game series uh, called Tomb Raider. Interesting that they, that they added her name into the movie title. I think that's because uh, her name was more popular than the name Tomb Raider, I guess. I don't know. It is, it is one of those names, Laura Croft. I don't know why I know that one more than just Tomb Raider. Yeah. I get, yeah, that's weird. It is an iconic name, it's true. Um, there were five games out at this point in the series. Wow. Uh, so five glorious video game plots for them to choose from, and I don't think they chose any of them and made up their own. Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of writing, it's got a story by credit from Mike Werb and Michael Collery, who both wrote the Nicolas Cage movie Face Off. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also The Mask and Curious George. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Oh, hell yeah. Curious George. Yeah. That's my jam. That's my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's directed by Simon West, who is also best known for directing another Nicolas Cage movie, Con Air, the one where he's on a plane. He also directed the Never Gonna Give You Up video. Oh. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna give you up. Never, Never gonna, gonna let, let you down. down. Never gonna run around or desert, desert you. you. Uh, Angelina Jolie is playing Laura Croft. Uh, it's hard to say what she's known for because she's done everything. Um, but I guess Salt is probably the best film she's done. Salt. Changeling's good. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Eternals, most recently, where she had to say dumb sci-fi stuff and it was very funny. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, this is that. her first lead role in a blockbuster. Uh, it's not her first action movie, though. She was a supporting cast in the film Gone in 60 Seconds. Also starring Nicolas Cage. Why? He's in it. Like, he, <laughs> he's linked to this movie so tightly. He can do no wrong. So mm. tightly. Why wasn't he in this? Anyway, what did you think of Angelina Jolie as Laura Croft, Mandy? I think she played the part really well, actually. I feel like she her aesthetic is very much suited to a, um, this this role, I think. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, I think she did really well. Um, few moments, she she seemed she smiled a lot. She she did a lot of smiling throughout the <laughs> she movie, did. She um, did, yeah. mm. which was something I noted. But no, I, I like I like her as as Lara Croft. Yeah, there's a few interesting things about her in this movie. The accents are a lot better than I thought it was originally. Mm. Oh, that's right. That's not her real accent. No. And something else in this movie wasn't real for her. What's that? <laughs> wow, that's subtle. <laughs> they weren't they weren't triangle enough for me. They weren't polygon <laughs> enough. That's the classic Lara Croft. Another big name in this movie, though, is Daniel Craig as Alex West. He was best known for doing dramas at this point. This is his first action movie. Uh, he would then, of course, become the action star James Bond five years later. Yeah, I thought, uh, I was like, hang on a second. Why is James Bond here? What's happening? <laughs> and I like as well how he's doing an American accent, but is British. And Angelina yeah, yeah, Jolie is yeah, American yeah. doing a British accent. They just decided to swap it for the, ta- for the movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they actually uh, voiced each other's characters. <laughs> yeah. In the background, there's a lot of lip syncing. Oh, that's why Laura Croft sounded like, oh, g'day, I'm Laura Croft. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's Daniel Craig it doing sounds it. Sounds just, just like James Bond. That's how I knew. His American accent has gotten better in, like, Knives Out and stuff, but it's still pretty good here. It wasn't as distracting mm. as, uh, again, as I remember it being. 
Ian Glenn plays the bad guy, Manfred Powell. He's Jorah in Game of Thrones. He's also Batman in the Titans TV show. He's a good bad guy. I liked him in this a lot. I think all the characters in this movie were pretty solid. Yeah. But there was no character I had a real big problem with. It was more just the plot, I think. Yeah, that's I fair. Just, every turn of the plot made no sense to me. And then, yeah, the rest of the cast is like, Chris Barry from Red Dwarf is the butler. He's great, obviously. Mm, Red Dwarf, mm. incredible show. And John Voight plays Lara Croft's dad, who is actually Angelina Jolie's dad in real life. Oh, wow. Whoa. I feel like I should have known that. That, that that's funny when they do that sort of thing where they get like an actual relation of the person to be there as a relation i didn't notice it but that's kind of cool yeah it didn't feel as good as it could have because i don't think they were on set together oh really because a lot of the scenes between the two of them are like they're both standing at very separate sides of the room oh maybe their relationship's a bit rocky there. yeah yeah oh no i've agreed to be in this film with you but we're having issues right now we're both going to film on separate days. <laughs> that, that would make sense why why the story made no fucking sense. So, yeah. Uh, this has got 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Overwhelmingly negative. Uh, although critics said that Jolie was a damn good action hero and we should do more of these, which she did. Um, audiences, a bit more forgiving. 47% audience score there. Mm. Uh, 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. A solid B on cinema score, which is negative for cinema score. Yeah, but it's not too negative. Like we've we've had C's. And this movie cost one hundred and fifteen million dollars, which is surprising Whoa. because uh, they spent so much money on the effects, but they couldn't film anywhere that wasn't overcast. <laughs> Every single location shot in this movie has got like a cloud over yes. it. I don't know what aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they CGI'd those clouds. <laughs> no, they're all fake clouds. <laughs> yeah, that's why it cost so much money. Yeah, that's where all those millions went to. <laughs> oh, that and the water effects. Uh, incredible. Uh, Mandy, what do you think this made money-wise? Oh my goodness! If it if it cost a hundred and fifteen million, yeah. I don't think it would have gotten back what it cost, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not. I don't think it would have. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it could have gotten close, maybe. Like maybe I'm gonna go like ninety-eight million. Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Yeah, that is pretty close. It's close. Uh, it's blockbuster season. It's an action movie. I'm, I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. I think it made its money back. I think. Uh, I think enough twelve-year-old angry critics went to see this movie for nostalgia of the game. <laughs> so I'm gonna say this made uh, one eighty. One eighty. All right. I was gonna right. go with two hundred, but I, I feel like I should lessen it so I look less stupid. Well, what if you combined the two? Because this made. $274 million. Whoa! Whoa! Okay. Whoa. I was way off. I apologize. I was more right than I thought. Yay. Yeah, this, this actually made uh, quite a bit of money. Um, there you I, go. Dumb action movie wins again. It, oh, it, it wins. I didn't factor in Angelina Jolie and, and her friends. Oh, yeah, all mm. her friends. Yeah. <laughs> they just watched it a million times. Uh, and there's three taglines before we jump into the plot. What what voice do I do these in? Oh, you're you're British female actress <laughs> voice, obviously. And I'm, I'm not a crook. All right, cool. Oh my goodness, let's go! I'm so ready for this. All right, the first tagline is, "Who is Lara Croft?" <laughs> Oh my god, wait, wait. why are they asking us? I don't know. They're the movie studio, surely they should know who it is. 
They haven't the whole games franchise. What are they doing? Big thumbs down. Why Why are they asking me? They put that on their poster. <laughs> yeah, who is Lara Croft? I mean, sorry. Who is Lara Croft? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like a Jeopardy question. Who is Lara Croft? <laughs> <laughs> what is Tomb Raider? <laughs> what is Tomb Raider? It's, it's extra weird with you saying it like that because it's like Lara Croft is asking me who is Lara Croft. Oh, yeah. Which is extra c- confusing. Very big thumbs down from me. True. Uh, the second tagline is, Oh! <laughs> it sounds like a bird. <laughs> the second tagline is, The biggest adventure begins. Oh, the biggest adventure. The biggest adventure begins. It's mm. a bit of a bold claim. Yeah. It's a, you know, I it's mean... A, it's a big adventure. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a, a shaky thumbs up, I guess. Thumbs sure. up. All right. It was a relatively big adventure. I like it better than who is Lara, Cro- Lara Croft. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll say thumbs up to that. And then the final tagline is... Born into wealth, <laughs> groomed by the elite, oh. trained for combat. Um, I don't like the use of groomed there. By the elite, no. I mean, they do it a lot, but just don't bring it up in your tagline. Groomed. Yeah, yeah, no. It's a very long tagline yeah. as well. It is also very long. And it's also like, oh no, I meant to care about this character who was born into wealth. <laughs> yeah, born into wealth. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it should, if it was like born into like misfortune and rose from the ashes, you know, like something make you feel feel for the character, you know? Yeah, know. like her, her father was murdered and now she's the only one left to save the world. You know, makes me care about her character more than, hey, she was born into wealth. She had everything on a platter for her. Exactly. She's doing great. I'm going to have to go thumbs down on that one. That's pretty big words. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. Do you not agree? No, I think they're all terrible. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say. I was about to say. Is anyone going to disagree with that? No, no one's going to disagree with that. A better tagline for this movie would have been, um, there's a shower scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, full stop. There's a shower scene. Yeah. I mean, that would have gotten butts and seats. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right. That would have gotten butts and seats. <laughs> I think it would have been more than, yeah, 200 and something million. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have added an extra 50 mil. <laughs> Hi. I'm Jacob Gerstel, and welcome to Tales from the Witcher. This podcast chronicles original short stories written by me and set in Andrzej Sapkowski's Witcher universe. The stories themselves are based on the adventures of my Witcher tabletop role-playing group that I run weekly for my friends. I novelize what happens after each session and record them here for you to enjoy. I have a lot of free time on my hands. We'll follow the exploits of a stoic bear school witcher an alcoholic elven sorcerer, a resourceful craftsman, and a lively bard, as they try to stay alive during the Third Northern War. There's action and adventure, magic in the mundane, scheming in politics, elves and dwarves, war and peace, and, because it's The Witcher, a touch of philosophy. If you're a fan of The Witcher universe, serialized audiobooks, tabletop actual play reports, or fantasy in general, then this podcast is for you. I'll see you every Wednesday on The Continent. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast.
Alright, well then let's get into the plot of Lara Croft Tomb Raiding, Tomb Raider the Croft. The Croft, Lara, is in a tomb, mm-hmm. and tomb oh, Croft. I'm raiding. Tomb, tomb Lara. Keep raiding, 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 raiding. What? Keep raiding, raiding. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the plot. Let's, yep. Watch tombs, got to do. Got to do with raiding, I don't know. <laughs> So I'm never gonna raid your tomb. That sounds like a euphemism for something. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh no. No, I keep going with that. I wanna see where that uh <laughs> I I just want Sandra's head out of the gutter for like two seconds. I don't of the think smoothie. that's a, out of the tomb, thank you very much. Ha <laughs> ha speaking of being in the tomb. Yes. It's Lara Croft. She's hanging around. Oh, she literally is hanging around. Um, yeah. We have an interesting intro with her, like, zooming out of her eyeball and she's doing a Catwoman just hanging upside down. Yeah, so we come out of her eye and then we flip around and we're like, oh, my, she's she's upside down. And instantly, the drum and bass just kicks in. <laughs> the soundtrack for this movie is like if someone watched The Matrix and thought, what if there was more drum and bass? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a big advocate for drum and bass. Oh, I, do I love, love it. me drum and bass. It was a, a kind of constant in this movie. I don't, I don't mind it. It's not the worst thing they could have done. No, and I think that's maybe why I didn't like this as a 12-year-old, because I was watching it, you know, it was like the early noughties, I guess. I don't know how, mm. what year it was when I saw this. And, like, you know, drum and bass was so last decade, you know what I mean? I was over it. I'm a cool kid. I listen to dubstep now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> of course you listen to dubstep. But listening to it from a modern-day perspective, when we're always looking back on music like this, maybe it aged better. Than it did the first time I saw it. Ah, so here's the nostalgia you have for this movie. It's the drum and bass throughout. It's all the drum and bass. That makes sense. Uh, She's fighting robots in this opening scene. What? Why are we fighting a CGI robot? Why is this the opening thing? Immediately I have questions. Yeah, because she goes to steal a thing and then a robot comes out and then they have a big old fight. I, I... I, I get the idea of what they're trying to do. They're trying to, you know, start the movie off with a big action scene, you know, entice the audience, get into it. But all I have is questions. Mm-hmm. Why is she fighting a robot in a tomb? Obviously, this gets answered in a second, but it still doesn't make any sense. Because why is she fighting a robot in a tomb? See, I've got a feeling, yeah, you, you got a lot of questions uh-huh. about this movie. I'm just going to blanket answer them all right now. Uh-huh. Why not? Why not? <laughs> because because she never encounters a single robot ever again apart from the one she trains with, quotation marks. Because the, the, the reason we find out she's fighting a robot in the scene is because she's training with it and it's like a training robot thing. But why, why use, like, a robot? Because she never fights robots in the field. She just fights robots here. So she's not getting very good training. What she should be fighting is a giant, like, statue that collapses if you bump it too hard. <laughs> yeah, but they're not going to be able to magically make statues come to life. No. They're going to use the power of science. Yeah, that's true. To make a robot. That's true. But, like, make it like something she would face in the field. 
True. Like, people shooting at her. I don't know. That happened a lot. Oh, but then you're going to have too many similar action scenes in the movie. Oh, right. (laughs) That's why they made this one different. I was extremely confused when I was watching it. I was like, literally the first comment I wrote down, because I was like writing down little things, you know, throughout watching it. Literally the first comment, robots in a tomb? Question mark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, I'm glad. I'm glad we were both on the same so, page. So yeah, I'm with you there. Fantastic. I'm with you there. It's it was very strange. Obviously, it made sense eventually. I was like, okay, um, I kind of get it. Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're not real, but um, it was strange. Yeah, and then you didn't see any robots. You're right. Throughout the rest, of the rest <laughs> yeah, of the movie. no more robots. Honestly, I'm actually only disappointed because there wasn't. More robots. Ah. So you got excited. They hooked you in with robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the bad guy had pulled out a combat robot for her to fight, that would have been great, I feel. You say there's no more robots in the rest of the movie, but you're wrong because this movie was written by a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, it was written by a robot? (laughs) No, that's just a dumb joke. Oh. (laughs) That's a really dumb joke. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, wow, we were very advanced in 2001. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I would believe this story was AI generated. Yeah. You know what they should have had? They should have had like a paintball fight. That would have been more, b- better training at least. And then there's a reason for her to go have a shower afterwards because there's, there's paint everywhere. Of course. Mm. <laughs> oh, she she's sweaty. What? Women don't sweat. It's 2001. It's 2001. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. Well, sorry. Sorry. My bad. I, I retract my statement being completely and factually incorrect. <laughs> We've got to keep up the real facts on this show, Zach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a factual show. What did you think of the visuals, though? Did you like how the robot looked, Mandy, or did you think it looked bad? Uh, I, think, I think it was okay. Was is that I, mean, I don't know I don't really know what robots are supposed to look like right they're all different I thought it looked good yeah it was like CGI um the the good thing about robots is that they're meant to be shiny mm. so CGI usually goes well with robots but not necessarily giant statues <laughs> no we haven't got that yet she has a shower and then she's wearing a towel and the butler comes in and I was like, oh, it's the guy from Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf. Mm. And he's like, here's a dress. I'm trying to turn you into a lady. And I was like, huh? Mm. And then she flashes him. So then we cut to an evil council and they explain the plot. <laughs> um, Mandy, what is? what do they want? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, please, please explain the plot to me. You want That'd me to explain this? Oh, yeah, my. Yeah, yeah, please, yeah, yeah. Please go through the plot and explain what the bad guy's motives and incentives are right so there's there's these pieces um of a triangle thing Mm. that they need that are on two separate like the in tombs and different parts of the world or something like that yep yep. and uh they need to be retrieved and brought to the same location and they also need this other thing which we then find out where that other thing is what what is this other thing the the eye the uh someone's eye we need someone's eye yeah yeah it's a it's a sacrifice type situation every five oh times. man yes this is, this is like you know, indiana jones <laughs> yeah so they need uh they need that uh but they need it really soon because there's uh it has to be 
perfect. There's an alignment of the planets every mm. 5,000 years. And I think the eclipse, I think at the start of the movie, uh, we, we find out that it's it, like a week away. Yeah. So they need this like within the week. Wow, that's that's pretty that's pretty soon. Yes. Better get better get moving. Yeah, better get looking for those pieces. Okay, yeah, cool, cool. Does that kind of explain the plot, sort of? I reckon that's it. I just yeah. had I just had a, f- a few questions. Okay. Now what what's stopping them exactly from bulldozing the entire temple and just extracting the uh magical Dorito pieces? Well, <laughs> you see, those temples are heritage listed, and therefore you can't touch them. Oh, oh, that's why the Illuminati waited 5,000 years to get the magical Doritos. I did like that, though, how they're like, we've left this up to the the very last second to retrieve these pieces. We haven't planned this. Did they only just find out about this, and then they're like... I didn't understand why it was so quick all of a sudden. Like, oh my gosh, we have a week to save the world. Oh, yeah, that that was very stupid. And the dad, you know, the dad who's dead, spoiler alert... Lara Croft's dead dad, yeah. Sends a letter to Lara Croft, warning her about all this shit three days before it's all going down. You couldn't have sent that, I don't know, a month in advance? A year in advance? Because it's like, oh, you better hurry now, you better go... Because you've only got this limited time. Oh, Why yeah. didn't he give her, I don't know, a year's warning or something, you know, so she could prepare? Because then the movie would be too long. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's a, there's a few holes here. Also, the Illumawati. Mm. That's a quote from Doctor Strange that I hate. <laughs> and, uh, also, Lara Croft. She pronounces Uranus as Uranus. Uranus. Yeah. I don't know what, what that was. Uranus is a pronunciation of Uranus, but she pronounces Uranus weirdly as well. Yeah. Uranus or something. And I'm like, oh, wow, you really skirted around that one. Oh, she finds a thing in a clock. <laughs> this is clock. One of those ticky clocks, hey? Yeah, the middle of the night, she wakes up, there's a ticky tick ticks, and uh, mm. yeah, she finds she finds something. Yeah, she gets the all-seeing eye, and she's like, this looks like a thing for the movie, and so she gets on her motorcycle and goes to an auction. She's like, I'm gonna get rid of this important plot point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, she she goes to the auction to talk to the old guy that used to be the friend of her father's, to have a look at the clocks. He's like a clock expert. Yeah. All that's explained is he's like, I can't help you, but I know the bad guy, the main villain of this movie. Do you want to talk to him? I bet he knows about it. And so she's like, all right, I'll go see the bad guy. I had to bring it up now, but this has been bugging me and I need to talk to you. Because the problem is our our plot piece is a time travel device. Yes. Right? So... If the bad guys succeed, they have control of time. Yes. Yeah? Yes. If the bad guys succeeded, they could go back and give themselves the time machine, right? Yeah, this is why time travel is very confusing. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like it should be used as a plot point when you're in a stupid action movie. Because, <laughs> like, the bad guys surely then should know that they have zero chance of succeeding because they never did. Because if they did, they would already have it. Because once you have a time machine, time's irrelevant. Yeah, true. Sorry to pull that one up. It's just been bugging me for a while. No, I thought that throughout the entirety of this movie as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, she can't manipulate reality once she has the time Dorito. Time Dorito? <laughs> but but she also can, though, 
Because she goes back and changes that guy's death, right? Yeah. But she's told she can't save her dad. Because because they explain it like, oh, it just happened, so it really doesn't really matter. Yeah, but if you have a time machine, time is irrelevant, right? Whether you go back five minutes in time or you go back years, yeah. it's still time travel, right? You would think. I don't know. Yeah. Is it like the more things that have happened after? The impact that it would make? The butterflies. Butterfly effect. There we go. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I'm confusing myself here by thinking about this too much. So Same. I'm gonna I'm yes. gonna pull us back and move us on. <laughs> but I'm just saying, why did you have to make it time travel? Just like a time traveler, I'm going back in time to remove a lot of that from the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm removing that from my memory, so I don't have an angerism. <laughs> but yeah, that's right. When you time travels at the end, there aren't two Lara Crofts, so I guess you time travel yeah. back into your old body, uh, except when she goes to see her dad, she looks like she does now and not a teenager, which is when her dad died. Yes. Um, so how does the time travel work? <laughs> I don't think it does. Yeah, look, there's a lot of things. Just have, like, your, your Ark of the Covenant, whatever. Just can murder a whole lot of people. Not time travel. Make a make a super magic bomb. Magic it's bomb just zaps people. Yeah. Lara Croft, a magic bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you watch that movie, Mandy? Lara no, Croft and the no. magic bomb was zapping people. <laughs> no, I would not. I would not watch that movie. Uh, she goes back to her own house and does ballet uh, in the air with wires. Oh yes, yes. Uh, and then soldiers attack. And then the ballet turns into drum and bass. (laughs) (laughs) Drum and bass. (laughs) Everyone's favourite. Did you like that shot where lightning crashes and we quick cut between like 10 different angles of her face? I don't remember that shot. I was very, very much so just in awe of of how that all even started and how quickly she was able to, uh, to tackle all of those people in her pajamas. (laughs) <laughs> yes, in pajamas. <laughs> I forgot that she's in pajamas for this sequence. The uh, the lightning does not ring a bell for me, but what does stand out in this particular scene for me is when she was riding the motorcycle and she's she does this like front wheelie on the bike and then oh, yeah. she like does this like 180 turn and knocks out a dude with the back wheel of the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. yep, I was yep. like, damn. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. That was uh, that this was a bit pretty of clean. bike foo on a guy. Yes, it yes, it sure was. Oh, and there's the guy with the night vision glasses as well. So she turns on all her cars, so all the lights on the cars they blind them. Yes, and I think she said something like, "I just found my car keys." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like what that. a what a kick ass action line that was. <laughs> I just found my car keys. <laughs> but they still the bad guys still steal. The all-seeing eye. Mm, so, which is yeah. interesting, because just previous to this scene, she had met with uh, Manfred Powell and uh, explained this eye, this eye to him. Mm. Uh, and she only brought photos. She didn't actually bring the the item, because I don't think she probably trusted this guy. But it, he, said, he said a really funny line. He said um, she was showing him the photos. And he said, it's a shame you only brought photographs. 
And uh, she said, mm, sure is. And he said, uh, this is a pleasurable torment. My ignorance amuses me. I thought that was very interesting. No one talks like that. <laughs> no, no one talks like that who isn't the main villain <laughs> of, of, of an action movie. So you can assume that um, she's these people were sent by him, right? Because she, yeah, she'd shown yeah. him. Oh, absolutely. At, at this point, you can pretty much assume that, yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah, true. Yeah, I feel like this guy isn't isn't that great. Not a good dude. He might be the villain of the piece. Yeah, we did see him in the Illuminati just earlier. Um, the Illuminati aren't necessarily evil, though. Yeah, well, like yeah. as a concept, that's something that always annoys me in movies. Is like whenever the Illuminati is in it, they're always everyone always thinks they're the real bad guys, and I'm like, are they though? Well, are they though? They're trying to control everything in the background, right? They're trying to control the Earth, right? So yeah. that's why so they're... I guess they're it. bad to Americans who like freedom. <laughs> okay, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. So you're saying the Illuminati should have a better light put on them, that freedom uh, should be taken away from people? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying... That the Illuminati aren't as bad as everyone thinks they are. If they would exist, they're the same as the government. So it's like, whatever. Oh, right. So you're saying the Illuminati are good and the Illuminati are the government. I'm just saying the Illuminati are as bad as any other government body. Oh, that's facts. Most, most movies also depict the government usually as bad as well. Unless they're an American movie. No, the Americans love their evil governments. Well, yeah. That's why they keep electing them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> True. Anyway, uh, she gets a letter the next morning in a weird sequence that doesn't make any sense, and we, we won't get into it. <laughs> she wakes up and has a calling towards a crate. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, no. At the, uh, I, li- I like how she just randomly tortures this... Well, it doesn't torture, but, like taunts this uh delivery guy oh yeah because he comes in he's, he's like what what the hell happened here and she's like oh i just hated everything this morning <laughs> which was funny i woke up this morning and i just hated everything yeah that was good no sorry yeah. i woke up this morning and oh, i just no. hated everything yeah i'm great <laughs> perfect she's got a letter from her dad full of poems and clues and i perfectly timed. wrote down a massive paragraph in my notes here uh just to try and Uh, figure out what was going on. Uh, I'll read it word for word. The paragraph is, Triangle made of a meteorite can control time. A city had it, but it was destroyed, so they split it and hid the pieces. She needs to go to a tomb during a particular part of the planetary alignment to find the first half of the triangle. Also, watch out for the Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. The world depends on this. And there's a, there's a thing where they discuss like oh you've only got like sixty eight hours or seventy eight hours or whatever to to get the triangle and then go to the other one you know how are you going to do it in this time frame and all I could think of is like just why didn't the dad send the the letter earlier <laughs> just said it like a week earlier so she has time to prepare or something you know that's what I mean it was a prearranged letter for that exact day it's so strange yeah I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, true. What a dum-dum. Is he dead, though? <laughs> That's the big question. No, he is dead in this one. Yes. We saw him get shot in, like, a flashback cutscene, right? Yeah, but, like, every single Lara Croft game is like, is the dad actually dead or no? Oh, right. Is that a thing? In every single one of them. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm, I can't wait for the dad to make an appearance in the second movie. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's in the second one, because they couldn't afford the actor. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> 
Anyway, she's off to Cambodia. She goes there and and uh, the bad guys are already there. And the bad guys have a quote where one of them's like, into the belly of the beast. And Daniel Craig says, and out of the demon's ass. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. That's so dumb. Yeah, why does he say that? I don't know why he says that. Into the belly of the beast and out the belly out the no i don't like it i've never heard anyone say that where where is where is the beast where is its anus what what how are they climbing so they're being swallowed and then pooped out basically yeah see is he is he not a fan of the jungle is that is that the reason uh maybe i don't know all i know is magical flowers summon a girl Oh, yeah, what was that? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's never explained throughout the entire movie. There's just this, like, magical child that appears. Yeah. That is like, hey, Laura Croft, don't be dumb, idiot. Could that be, could that be a time travel thing? Oh. That'd be a great explanation if the movie had done it. If the movie actually had explained that in that way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, although the temple does have magic. Yes, this is a magic temple. It is a magic temple. Tomb, sorry, tomb. A tomb. That's been raided. Yes. Oh, sorry, yes, tomb. I keep using, like, temple. This isn't Indiana Jones or anything. It's completely different because it's no, a no. tomb. <laughs> Wait, but it's not... Did anybody... I mean, the some bad guys died in it. I guess it became a tomb. But the whole point of a tomb is it has, like, a dead body in it, right? You would think so, yes. Yeah. Well, you're thinking about it too logically. It's a history tomb. It's a tomb of history. Oh, it's a tomb of the rest of the world, because if they get the magic Dorito together, they'll be doomed. So Uh, it's like a tomb. Yeah, that works as well. Mm. They'll be tombed. I get it. Oh, the bad guys call themselves Tomb Raiders in this scene. I forgot about that. That was cringy. What are we? Some kind of tomb raiding squad? <laughs> yeah, I think Ian Glenn's like, I hired Daniel Craig because he's the best Tomb Raider around. And I was like, I hate that. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yep. Is that a job title? Tomb Raider? It must be, right? It's a, it's a thing. Do you put that on your CV? Yes. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> Freelance Tomb Raider. <laughs> hey, I steal from dead people. That's what I do for a living. But who are they stealing from? Who owns the things inside this tomb? The ancient time people. But they're not alive anymore. <laughs> they don't own anything. No, because somehow they fucked everything up, but were able to have... Wait, so they, they fucked everything up, destroyed the city, but then had enough time to build these tombs. Yeah, who built the tombs? Yeah, there was like an ancient civilization, they misused the time travel powers, so they all died, and then the pieces of the triangle magically appeared in tombs. <laughs> magically. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the flashback, it's it's like, then they were sealed away or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but who did the sealing away? Was it the people who died? Was it other good guys? It never explained. Anyway. Never <laughs> explained. Maybe it's the famous... Tomb unrate no the tomb pre raiders <laughs> pre raiders pre raiders they're not raiding it the t- the team fix the tomb feeder fixer uppers the team fillers oh yeah the tomb flippers my favorite show on seven mate <laughs> <laughs> on this episode of tomb flippers <laughs> <laughs> but this tomb for two fifty it's worth five hundred we're gonna make this tomb home again let's crack this baby open and see if it's worth anything oh my god. There's, there's CGI water in here. That's worth a fortune. Whoa. 
Yeah, that happens. They go into the tomb and they got to do stuff in the tomb. <laughs> they have to do things for sure. Yeah. What, what do they do? There's a log. I know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's this big old swinging log. But the log needs to needs to swing a perfect distance. What's interesting, though, is that where the, the log needs to, you know, pierce this particular thing, like, there's a staircase leading up to it. Like, couldn't they just mm. go up to it, shove a knife in there, and just, like, is the log necessary? Ah. Well, you see, you see, Mandy, if they did that, there would be no tension in the scene. Right. <laughs> of course, all the characters are aware that they're in a movie ah. and need to create tension. That explain <laughs> why they don't kill Laura Croft as soon as she's like, hey. Oh, yeah, because she's like, uh, you're going to put the eye in the wrong spot. I know where to put it. Give it to me. So, so here's, here's a point. Here's a here's a little thing. Why does she help them? Because the movie has to happen. <laughs> yeah, but if she just hear me out, doesn't help them in this two second scene, whatever, she wins. They would all die. The whole yeah. point is to stop the bad guys from getting the magic Dorito, right? Mm. So if she just doesn't help them and they fail, then she wins. And they have to wait another five thousand years. Yeah, but if they if they fail, the triangle piece will probably get destroyed or something. And she wants to use it to see her dad. Oh, right. Because she needs to have a character arc where she realizes that she can't do that. And, you know. Yes, but her dad wanted her to destroy it. So if she just left it. Yeah. Yeah. The dad would have been like, oh, thank goodness. Maybe he should have wrote about that in his letter and, and sent it earlier. But to be fair, if you knew you could control time, if you were to, if you, if you knew that it, there was a device to control time, do you think you would do it? To see an old family member or something? No, I'd, I'd go back and find like a cheese toasty that I made and then repeatedly go back and eat that same cheese toasty over and over again. I respect that. I just, I'm hungry right now. Same, <laughs> that actually sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about cheese. Because of the Dorito, the magic type Dorito, it's a triangle yeah. piece. And I was thinking of other triangle-shaped triangle pieces food. of food. Yes. You want some fairy bread? <laughs> some fairy bread. Oh, fairy bread. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. We've got to add context because our American <laughs> listeners have no idea what that is. Oh, yeah, it's American listeners. Fairy bread is a piece of white bread with butter on it and then also, like, sprinkles. It's an Australian delicacy. I, I had some this weekend. I went to a mate's 21st and he had... Some there, and I was like, I'm going to grab myself a slice. At a 21st birthday party, I, I respect that as well. Great. So, yeah, they pierce the urn, CGI water does stuff. That water <laughs> looks so bad. That was very, it was going up in like different directions, and it just, it looked very strange. The CGI water makes the stone statues come to life as well. Yeah, the, now we have animated statues. Yeah, some of them looked all right. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, so what they do is they just all leave because they've got what they came for and they just run out and that's the end of that scene. Oh yeah, because Lara has the triangle piece. Yeah, they have the triangle piece, so they they have literally no reason to stay there now. Uh, but they're men, they've got to fight. Oh, sorry, I forgot about that. Hey, um... Fun fact, though, Laura Croft stays there and fights too as well. She doesn't run away either. Yeah, because she's not a lady. Remember when she said that earlier? <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why did they stay there? Why didn't they just leave? Uh, they were, I mean, they were kind of being surrounded, right? They were being surrounded by statues and uh, 
uh, there was a lot going on, and I don't know why they just didn't didn't leave after that point. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, they wanted to get the piece from her because she took it. That makes sense for the bad guys to stay there because Laura has it, so they they want to get it off her. But why does she stay? I think they so she grabs the piece, right? The the yeah. half of the Dorito piece, and um, I'm pretty sure the eye was still in the. The slot that she uh, uh, put it in, yeah. and um, and they grabbed the eye, and I'm pretty sure to get the second piece, you probably need the eye as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah that was a whole plot point. Uh, but then the final boss comes out, or what looks like a final boss, that huge statue thing, mm, massive, big old statue with with multiple heads. Thank goodness the other little statues uh, were weakness was being knocked about or shot. Why 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 did they stop moving when you broke parts of them? Uh, Cuz the stone is 5000 years old. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? I can forgive that. You probably they just run down. They're probably just crappy magic statues at this point. Yeah. I can relate. <laughs> they need a bit of doing up. You need a, you need a, someone needs to make the magic Doritos so they can go back in time and fix these bad boys up, you know. Now, I think this movie is really dumb and really fun and I enjoyed it a lot, but uh-huh. this is a terrible moment uh where it's Lara Croft versus giant statue yes. that's killed everyone and she's out of bullets. She's <laughs> she's trying to shoot the big bad guy, but on oh no, her guns out of bullets and the statue sees that her guns are out of bullets. And what does it do, Mandy? <laughs> It just it it's it stands there and lets and lets her knock the big old log into it. Yeah, and not only that, but it also smiles. Wait, did it smile? <laughs> it smiles as it's getting like knocked over. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really creepy. When when she ran out of bullets, it's like, ha ha, you've run out of bullets. Does it does it know what guns are? I guess does it, it can know think. what bullets is. Yeah, is it a sentient being? Did she just murder the only living statue in existence? Then the big log hits the statue and it falls over. Did you like the really long, drawn-out slow-mo there, Mandy, when it was falling over? I did, actually. I did, actually, because it's a very large statue. It would take a <laughs> time to fall. Yeah, good point. <laughs> anyway, we're going to Venice now. Mm. It's Venice time. Even Venice is overcast. <laughs> yeah. Man, you really, you really noticed the weather. I wasn't, I wasn't too uh, bothered by it. Yeah, well, because at first I was like, is this movie directed by Zack Schneider? Because everything looks really dull. But then I was like, oh no, mm. it's just because they shot this during autumn or something. <laughs> just looks weird. And then she calls up the bad guy, and she's like, hey, we're totally cool with each other. Let's meet up in Venice. <laughs> and he's like, oh hell yeah, let's do that. We, we shot at each other, but we're cool now. We're cool now. Well, yeah, because uh, they've got the... Uh, no. Does she have both pieces? No, she has one. She has the half of the magic Dorito, and he has the eyeball of plot convenience. And they need the second half of the Dorito, and they're going to work together to get it. Yes. Yes. I Yeah, I forgot about that because all of that was said just before a scene where we see Daniel Craig in the shower. Mm. Another shower scene. Another shower scene. It's also super unnecessary because nothing happens in the scene. No, yeah, no, because she shows up, says hi, and then leaves. That's it. That's the whole scene. That's the whole scene. <laughs> like, they have a quick chat. She's like, you're looking fine. And then she leaves. And that's the entirety of the scene. I was like, why is this in this movie? It didn't seem super necessary. It was a nice, um, I think it's where like they had the throne type things. It, it was a, it was a nice, 
room that they want they wanted to uh, include maybe in the film yeah oh i forgot about that yes yeah, she shows up in daniel craig's place sees him naked they chat she leaves daniel craig's like oh well now i think i need a cold shower and i was like <laughs> mate you just had a shower you just had a shower uh- <laughs> they exchange eyes though you know there's a little gaze that happens between them there's i mean he's standing naked in front of her he's dripping wet i mean she looks at him a certain way i, I you know mm-hmm. yeah makes sense cold shower time also, they go to Venice purely to get a plane to Siberia as well. There's, like, nothing yeah, happens yeah. in Venice. Oh, no, no, no. Because they the idea is they meet up so he can explain the Illuminati, right? Because that's the, where their Illuminati chair is, so they can throw knives at it. And she says, the Illuminati? <laughs> she says that yeah, line. which is a vital part of the movie, I'd say, Sandro. Wouldn't you agree? It was a great line. So it does make sense that they go to Venice. But I think the bad guy just wanted to have, like, he wanted to chill in Venice for a bit, you know? It's a nice place. Anyway, they go to Siberia. What's that quote? Is it the tech guy who's like, oh, my bum's gone to sleep again all the way down my left cheek? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love, the, I love the tech guy. He was, he was great. He was good. Who is he? I, I think he's from the IT crowd, maybe? I don't know. He looked familiar. Yeah, but uh, he, he was great throughout the movie. I thought he was some, some good comic relief. Mm. Um, they, like... At one point, when the bad guys were, like, attacking the house, they put, like, a wooden bit in front of his door, and he's like, Oh, you bastards, you know. Oh, it was a good good time. Oh, he's Australian. The tech guy's Australian. Ah, there you go. Australia represent. Oh, he's played Hitler a bunch of times. Oh, my goodness. What? Like, wait, multiple times? Yeah, I think he's he's Hitler and Preacher, and also in another movie. (laughs) Talk about typecast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good Hitler and preacher, though. To be fair, it's a parody of Hitler. So. <laughs> hey, hey, look, I would put that on my CV. <laughs> yeah. My, my CV is getting extensive. I've got Tomb Raider, great Hitler impersonator, you know. <laughs> That's a pretty good CV right there. Um, she she just hands over the magic Dorito to the bad guys here. Yep. And at this point, I'm I'm out of questions for this movie. I'm like, sure, she just hands it over and they don't immediately just shoot her. Because isn't the whole point that they don't kill each other is because they both have a bit? Yes. And she just hands that right on over to them. I guess they need her because she's the expert, right? But, like, it's not explained. So they just leave her alive for no reason. True. We get a very long travel montage as they're doing snowing and they're flying and they're talking to village people and they're doing more snowing. They get a bunch of dogs and they go sledding. It's great. I knew they were in Russia before the movie told me they were in Russia because of the furry thing on her head. Oh. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. And that's what I, we I call a visual storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I felt so smart. I was like, you know what? She looks kind of Russian here with this hat. And then it come, it comes up, Russia. And I'm like, oh, yep, makes sense. Great. Oh, yeah, yeah. But thank, thank goodness they 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 always put the, the you know, the location in the corner there. So I know exactly where they are. Exactly. Otherwise, I would have had no idea. But the sledding scene through the these, like, caves was very interesting. It was very, very funny how they were just zooming on through there with those dogs mm. they did like to zoom those dogs looked um real fluffy super fluffy good boys i felt bad for that one that got the god space timed into his guts oh i was so worried for the dog 
Oh my. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, are they gonna kill the dog? My heart stopped. I was like, they're not doing this. <laughs> they're not doing this. And then the dog just came out the other side, and I was like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, because they enter the final tomb, and there's like floating clouds of time. No questions, officer. And then the dog jumps through it. You see the inside of it. That scene purely exists because one of the animators had a cool effect on their computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what should have happened? It should have gone through the time thing and came out as a puppy. Oh, that would have been cute. That would have been so much better. Yeah, exactly. And then she like puts the little puppy in her coat. And so she just has this puppy. <laughs> For the yeah. rest of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, there's a giant planet thing in the middle of the tomb and it starts to move because the alignment has begun. And these these dumb goons oh, climb no. up onto the machinery. Oh, no. And like five of them get killed. It looks like a, a kid's science project gone wrong. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. just... Yeah. It's going around and around. And like, what? why are they climbing on it? Like, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're looking for. They're... Stupid. And also, like, one of them gets crushed in the most horrifying manner. Yeah, one of them just gets crushed. One of them gets thrown and drowned. Everything else would be super PG. You You don't see it. But, like, there's, like, two things coming together, and all I could imagine was him getting smushed, and I was like, this is horrifying. Yeah. I'm gonna have nightmares about this poor goon getting crushed. When she time travels back, she saves this one goon because that was that was terrible. Yeah, mm. but then she's like, "Oh, I've got the piece," because she puts the thing in and she gets the piece out of the machine. And so they combine it. They combine the the, the two Dorito pieces uh, with the eye in the middle because it's like it's not working. What's wrong? And then you've got to put the eye in the middle. I like how the Illuminati. There was the the one the big quotation marks bad guy is there for like two seconds, so he can hold the things up and start chanting or whatever. He starts the speech, yeah, and then the other bad guy just shoots him. Enough of this twaddle in it, and then just shoots him. Yeah, <laughs> bang. Yeah, he says it just like that. It was pretty yeah. good, actually. Yeah, he kills all the Illuminati people. He kills them all. Yeah. And then he kills Daniel Craig with a dagger to his chest and then his leg gets stuck in a cog and he says, Oh, Lara Croft, you gotta let Daniel Craig go. You have to let him go. No more bubbles. No more bubbles. And she tries to kiss him underwater like that's gonna help. Well, she's giving him oxygen. It makes perfect sense. I don't know why you guys are, like, criticizing this movie. I'm not criticizing it. I think this movie's great. I enjoy this movie a lot. It's good I, fun. I, I, you guys have a lot of questions about this movie. I don't know. It makes perfect logical sense if you just think about it, all right? I think they just needed a little romance in the movie. No mm. one had kissed anyone yet, so... Uh... Which is why they had the shower scene earlier. So yes. we could know that he's hot and therefore it's okay that they're they are getting together. They get you all hot and bothered and at the end you get a little kiss and then he dies. Oh no. Hey, well, <laughs> at least he got his cold shower then, right? True. Because this is Russia. That, that water's probably freezing. And then, yeah, the bad guy's like, well, I killed him, but I can bring him back if you give me that piece from the eye that you just got. And then the triangle is now... A time travel Dorito. Except, like, when they combine the, the triangle, they are then transported to an alternate dimension. Yeah. Weird dimension. Yeah. Where they've got to run up the side of a pyramid, and whoever gets to the top first gets the power. But but only Laura Croft and the bad guy are teleported? Yeah, I guess everyone else is dead. And why are they teleported? He just has the triangle at that point. He should have won. 
But the movie was like, oh, we can't have them win, so we'll <laughs> teleport them to this thing. And because she does good cardio, you know, that that's the thing that saves the world, is she can run slightly faster than the bad guy. Yeah. She gets the Dorito chip and goes to see her dad, and the dad's like, I never wanted this. You gotta destroy that triangle. And she's like, well, why didn't you write that in your letter, you stupid old fuck? <laughs> you fucking idiot. You could have wrote that down. Yeah. Like... I could have I could have stopped this movie from the first piece. I helped them find it, you know. This whole movie I've been helping the bad guys find the pieces. Why did you specify in your letter that I shouldn't have done that? Exactly. So she she alters time basically by essentially freezing time. Then she takes the dagger and she turns it around the other way. So she turns the dagger around the other way and then I guess restarts time or did she because then the dagger went towards him yeah yeah. it's not like the dagger went towards the other guy but just backwards it yeah changed direction and went back to to um powell that was interesting yeah Yeah, because he threw it and then she paused time and moved it and then it kills him yeah but the momentum would have been sending it the other direction yet somehow by turning it around the momentum sent it it's weird Mm. yeah yeah i'm so glad that you also expected it to fly at at uh james bond and hit him like stump first as well you know handle first which i i thought was going to happen it was going to clatter to the ground and then you know daniel craig was going to be like hey you fucking threw a dagger at me and he pulls out it you know they start fighting or something you know well, clearly none of you have ever watched The Flash. And the rules in The Flash are whatever direction the sharp point is pointing at <laughs> is where the momentum is aimed. That makes so much more sense. Oh, it's the sharp pointy bit. Which <laughs> makes sense as to why she grabbed that bit in particular to move the knife around so her hand would bleed. Oh, yeah. That that makes sense. Because she also does that instead of grabbing the handle. The handle? What, like, why? Yeah. So he's now stabbed and uh, uh, Daniel Craig, he's alive. So Daniel Craig helps everyone get out of the tomb and Lara Croft hangs back to talk to the bad guy about her parents. Yes. Well, well, he has uh, the father's watch, which was one of the things at the start of the movie, I think. Yeah, It was like a it flashback is. at some point. Because it has her mum on it. Has her mum. They have a fist fight. Very Jason Bourne, but I thought it was actually a pretty solid fist fight. I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, all, all the all the action scenes are very Jason Bourne. Can I mention that? Like, it's very jump cutty. Yeah. Which has been, uh, Jason, Bo- Jason Bourne has been criticised for its sort of jump cutty combat. But I thought it was alright. I actually liked it in this one a lot. I think it added yeah. uh, 2001-ness. I, I, I think it's because as well the drum and bass mm. just makes everything feel like it's very 2001. So I think it all works quite well. Anyway, uh, he dies. I think she punches him so hard he dies. And then the tomb <laughs> floods. And so she's got to run because everything's exploding. Because like whenever you go into a tomb and you change something, everything then explodes in the tomb. <laughs> Well, it's just a fact of tomb raiding. Well, the first one already used statues to kill the good guys that they wanted them to get yeah. the Doritos. And so now this one has to explode or crumble in. Yeah, explode or crumble in. And so she escapes on a dog sled 
And you would expect, you know, exciting drum and bass to play during this scene, but no, they play funk, mm, which mm. was weird. This is odd. Oh, this is another one of the scenes where she's like laughing as well. She's she's very gun hard. She's smiling the whole time. She's so excited. I mean, that looks like a fun scene to film. Like she's sliding all over the place. She probably was having a lot of fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, you just confronted your dad um, through time travel and killed the murderer of your dad. So you're probably feeling pretty great. Talk about closure, right? Oh, yeah. It was revealed that the bad guy killed her dad. Yes. Yeah. And in another movie, perhaps we would get a scene with her and Daniel Craig and they're like, oh, we we love each other. This was set up during the movie. But no, we don't see Daniel Craig again. Instead, uh, she goes back to the mansion, says goodbye to her dad and then fights a robot again. No, 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 no. Better twist, Sandra. Better than all the setup. She puts on a dress. The dress. Whoa. Oh, yeah. She does put on a dress. Because that was set up way earlier in the movie, remember? That was the most important bit of this movie was that yeah. she wasn't a proper lady. There we go. It all comes full circle right there at the end. Oh, and where's your head at plays? That's an iconic drum and bass song from 2001. Mm. Good song. Yeah. Good song. Like The whole soundtrack to this movie is pretty good. That's a good song. Yes. Where's your tomb at? Raid, raid, raid. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> That's a great song. And that is Lara Croft's Tomb Raider. I, that plot is dumb. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it had one or two holes in it that I may have gotten a little too intent on. I apologize. Yeah. But, uh. But I think that's my thing with this movie is I just, I, I just turned my brain off. Where was my head at? It was in the bin. Yeah. Um. This is definitely a turn your brain off sort of movie. And I think that once you do that. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy this this uh, uh, way more than I think I should. Yeah, it was it was enjoyable to watch for the most part. Yeah, even though there's some cute, confusing things that definitely weren't explained. Yeah, uh, like the the little girl and a lot of the time travel stuff. It's still it's still an enjoyable movie to watch. I think. Mm, mm. Yeah. Especially with at least one drink. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's I think it's a lot of fun, and um, you know, I have seen it again. And I was uh, pleasantly surprised the second time round, so I am actually going to give this a goodie, which is surprising. Does it deserve it? I don't know. Uh, But I am going to give this a goodie. I think it's a goodie as well. I mean, I never saw it back when it first came out, so... Um, I think, I think it was a, it was a, it was an enjoyable movie to watch. So, um, yes, it was a goodie. Excellent. Well, two goodies. I was not expecting that. Zach, uh, where are you at on this? Well, everyone else has given it a goodie. But I don't think it's a, it's it's a great film, and also all what is the time to read her? What is the motivation for people? What is anything happening in this movie? But it was very fun to watch, so I, 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 I'm gonna give it an oldie. But it's it's one of those those oldie lights, you know, those ones yeah, where it's not necessarily oldie. a bad movie. It's just like you you might your time might be spent watching. Indiana Jones. I mean, other movies that exist. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. G'day, Kegel here from Aussie Rap Duro, Kegel and Greg. I write funny songs with my true blue bestie, Greg, who sounds a lot like Sandra from the podcast you're listening to right now. Coincidence? I think so. This episode of Oldie But The Goodie is brought to you by a debut album, Keep Em Wondering, which is out right now. Here's a sneak preview of one of the songs. The dynamic duo from the suburb at Seaston. And to our day one fans, this is for you, that's why we're singing. G'day, g'day, tell me how you, how you going today? G'day, g'day, tell me how you, how you going today? G'day. Oh my goodness, that sounded so good. I'm going to have to go listen to Keep Em Wondering by Kegel and Greg on my favorite music streaming platform right now. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. All right. Uh, we will uh, pitch a crossover to this, which I'll explain in just a second. Ooh. But as mentioned earlier, there are sequels. Uh, there is a sequel in Ooh. 2003 called uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider The Cradle of Life. It gets way more supernatural than this one uh, does. I feel like I'd enjoy that. Is it explained better, though? I can't remember. Probably not. Honestly, I think magic, just being magic, is better than time travel. Is just being time travel. Oh, it is a little bit more like Indiana Jones because it's about Pandora's box. That's right. Mm. You see, that's exactly the kind of thing that would have been better than like time travel Dorito. Is just like, oh, this box full of the evil. Yeah. Boom. I feel like that that one I, I'm going to like a lot more if we ever watch that. And yeah, it, it's directed by the guy that made Speed. Mm. Uh, Gerard Butler's in it. Mm. Um, and yeah, it made money, but Jolie decided to move on. So they never made a third one. Ah. Instead, they made the reboot. Again, it's not a reboot. It's an adaptation of the 2013 game, which is very different to all the other games in the series. Yeah, yeah. That one's super like gritty, right? You know? Yeah, real gritty, real realistic, uh, real fun. Yeah. More of a survival game than an adventure game. Mm. Uh, came out in 2018. It's okay. Got some good stuff. Got some stuff I don't like in it, though. A sequel for that has been in development uh, for ages. There hasn't been any updates on it in over a year, but it is currently being written and directed by uh, Misha Green, who made a great horror TV show called Lovecraft Country. So oh. uh, if she's still involved at this point, I reckon that's going to be a real fun movie. Probably got delayed because of certain disease things that happened, what? which everyone loves hearing about. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't sound like a real thing. Doesn't sound real. No, can't be real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fake. <laughs> fake. <laughs> but anyway, it's time to come up with a crossover, because Mandy, it's 2001. We used to pitch sequels, but no one cares about sequels in 2001. We're all about crossing over with other things, you know? We did just talk about sequels for like five minutes there, but no one cares about that no stuff. No one cares We're about only it. into crossovers. So crossover into another film is that is that what you mean how is it not indiana jones oh good point where <laughs> we have done an indiana jones film on this podcast because that's the thing it's got to cross over with a movie we've done on this podcast before perfect because i've got a random number generator uh it's going to generate a number uh, a number of one of our episodes 
and the episode it lands on, crossover between Lara Croft and that film. I'm generating a number. It's number 27. That's very early. Oh, wow. That's really early. That movie's probably not good, is my guess. <laughs> uh, it is a very good one, actually. It's probably... Oh. I think this was your favourite film from uh, our first year of the show. Oh! Oh, it's Forrest Gump. Oh, my. <gasps> what? Whoa! Forrest Gump x Tomb Raider. Oh, my God. We got Forrest Gump going into tombs. Forrest Gump going... I like it. Okay. That's great, because he can do that whole, like, almost slapstick where he goes through and just, like, everything turns out all right for him. Yeah, like the, uh, the Mr. Bean sort of thing where he's very clumsy, but in being mm. clumsy, he ends up getting out alive. So maybe it's, like, a week earlier he learns about a specific fact. Well, in the book he goes to space. What? Yeah, in one of the books he goes to space. Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, like he's interested in some historical thing, goes to check it out. Uh, Mandy, are we introduced to him in a shower scene, though? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't know if I've seen Tom Hanks in a shower scene before. Um, Has it been done? (laughs) (laughs) To the Googles. (laughs) Don't Google shower scene with Tom Hanks. Maybe don't Google (laughs) Uh, he did a scene in a bathroom in the terminal, but that's just him kind of flailing around taps. Fully clothed, though, right? No, he's in his underwear. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think I think that'd be a brilliant way to uh, to start the film. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm. Does he have a romance with Angelina Jolie? No, she falls in love with him, but he is totally unaware of this fact. <laughs> and goes throughout the entire film having no idea. Yes, I like that. Yeah, that's good. Oh, and there's, of course, the moment when Angelina Jolie goes, Oh, run, Forrest, run! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. (laughs) With her iconic voice. He's got to escape some, like, a boulder. Yeah, oh, they could totally rip off Indiana Jones, have a boulder, and the boulder's coming down, and it's like, Come on, we gotta go, Forrest. And he's like, huh? And it's like, run, Forrest, run! Oh, and he does that thing where he, like, he has the hat. He's got Indiana Jones's hat, uh, and he says, I saw it in a movie once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we call it, Mandy? What's the name of this film? Oh, no. Um... Forest Tombs. I don't know. Um, Forest Tombs. (laughs) Forest Tombs. (laughs) The Tomb in the Forest. Ooh. The Tomb in the Forest. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. Laura Gump. Gump. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Laura Gump and the adventures into... uh, Into Forest's Tomb. Forest (laughs) Tombs. Yes, there we go. Perfect. Oh, that's coming to a cinema never. Um, Although that would be a pretty funny film, not going to lie. But we definitely are bringing the baby husky, the time-traveling baby husky into this. That becomes the Minions. It gets a voice. Oh, no, no. Why'd you? No. Oh, you're giving it a voice. Oh, no. Just don't give it a voice. That's awful. You've ruined my movie, Sandro. <laughs> it was going to be a cute little dog, and then Forrest Gump and him are going to get along, and in the end, the little dog's going to save the day because it uses its time-traveling powers. Um, but now it's a Minion, so I hate it. Now it's Minions. I got an invite to go see that new Minions movie the other day, oh, but yeah. it was at 10 in the morning, and I said no. I'm going to say the husky gets crushed by a boulder because of you. Harsh. <laughs> That's the noise the dog makes. Harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, poor thing. You're a bad person. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, it's time for raving reviews. This is the part of the show where I grab the best reviews I can find in the only place where good reviews exist, which is the audience uh, reviews for Rotten Tomatoes. I, I write them down. I tell you what they reviewed it, and you guys have to guess what they rated it. Mm. The scores go from 0.5 to 5. So there's, there's 0.5s. Okay. Just just note that one of these reviews I have written down. And at the end, you can you can earn a bonus point, which is more like a catch-up mechanic for Sandro. <laughs> if you can guess if you can guess which one I wrote. Ooh. Okay, now that we know your feelings on the movie, I feel like I feel like I've got this. I feel like I can pick this out. James says, "Big Dumb and a lot of fun. A true guilty pleasure. Ooh. Oh, guilty pleasure. Okay. And it's between 0. 0.5 and 5, correct? Yes. All right. Yes. So what did you think James with a guilty pleasure rated this? I think he would have rated it at least a 4.5. Well, that's very high. I think he liked it. James liked this movie. Yeah, no, that, he, he does seem to like it. I think that's a good guess. I'm gonna, hmm. It's always hard with these ones because uh, some people like rate it one star, but then said it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. I'll go like three. I'll go three. Three. Oh, you're both very close. It's 3.5. Ooh. 3.5. So if we're doing closest wins, I get a point. Yes. But if we aren't doing closest wins. I could, I could just say no, but we've done closest wins every other time, so I, I guess I'll say yes. Yes, <laughs> give him the point. He's correct. You can, yes. you, you can add a... Well, he's the most correct. He was still wrong. Correct. You are correct. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, I get a point as well. Put that one on the board. <laughs> point for you. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Russell says, if you enjoy this film, you should feel guilty. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Is that a dig at yeah. James? Uh, perhaps, perhaps. I just, I just like to reorder these things so that they sound like it. But yes, Russell is specifically angry at James. Yes, I clearly. It's got to be zero point five, surely. That's my answer as well. Zero point five. You're it both going zero point five. Should I, should I change my answer though? Should we? Have no, different... no, 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 no. Okay. You can absolutely because Russell didn't rate it zero point five. He rated it two out of five. Oh, wow. Still get, we still both get a point though. Perfect. Uh, Steve. Oh no, Mandy hates Steve. Oh no, not Steve. This will be good. All right. They nailed the look and feel of the game. Unfortunately, they also nailed the emotionless character and thin yet convoluted plots as well. 2.5. I'll go 1.5. 1.5. Well, fun fact, it's two out of five. Oh no. So you're both getting a point again. <laughs> uh, William says stab the statue in the belly okay what that's the whole review <laughs> that is the entire review let me let me say it again for you stab the statue in the belly okay <laughs> well i guess that person's saying how dumb that scene is so it's probably negative so i'll say two they're only referencing a tiny part of the movie um, <laughs> yeah, an irrelevant yeah. kind of part of the i'm thrown I'm going to go three. Hey, well, guess what? It's a three out of five. Oh! You've got it right on the dollar. We're even. Let's go. We're even now. Yeah, three each with Zach on one point still. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll get there, I think. We have uh, Grammy, who says, is this a good film? No. Do I enjoy watching it? Yes. Whack it on for a bit of nostalgic fun. Don't say whack it on. <laughs> whack it on. <laughs> they said whack it on. I think Sandra wrote that one. <laughs> Nostalgia. I'm going to whack on um, 3.5. Oh, okay. 3.5. Oh, okay. Yeah. 3.5 whack on level. I will then go for a... Do I force a tie and also do 3.5? Wow. Wow. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Just whack it on. I'm going to say it's a solid uh, three. Well, you're correct, Sandro, (gasps) because it is a three. So once again, Sandro taking the lead... And we're out to the final question. There is the bonus point, of course. But Stephen says, uh, and this is my favorite review, star, 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 space. This space, star, 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 followed up by 95 exclamation marks. No way. Oh, it's like, fuck this shit, but they've censored fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> is that perhaps, it? Perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to stick with my narrative that, yeah, this person is censoring themselves, hating this movie, and I'll say 0.5. Ooh, that's a, probably a good guess. I would like to go 0.5, but if we are both correct, like that, I'm not going to win that. I'm not going to win either, either way. Well, no, because there's the bonus thing where you have to guess my one as well. That is an extra point there, yeah. Okay, so to even it up, Okay, 0.5. Yep, that's it. Yeah, it's 0.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. One point each. Sandro is one point ahead. Yes, he is. Currently. So to tie it up, you need to get this one correct, Mandy. So, first off, Sandro. Oh. Which do you think of these reviews was my one? Uh, I think your one's the belly one. I think that's yours. Part of me just thinks you do a meme one. (laughs) I'm going to say it's I, that I one. do like my memes. All right, you're going with William Stab the Statue in the Belly. Okay. <laughs> I have to go with Steve's mm. one. Steve's one. Steve's one. Well, unfortunately for both of you, <gasps> you're wrong. Oh. I was actually Russell. And I said, if you enjoyed this film, you should feel guilty. You Whoa. went for James. <laughs> You attacked James. Uh, yes, I was attacking James. Poor James. Oh. <laughs> you never expected me to be the villain the entire time. What a twist. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give myself another point. Oh, you got another point. Because I fooled you. <laughs> well, with that, Zach's on two points, Mandy's on four, and I'm on five. Mandy, that does mean that you don't lose, though, because you're not last, which means you technically can still plug your stuff, because Zach's last this time. Woo! And losers don't get to plug their things, but you're not a loser, so you can go ahead and just do your... I am not a loser. You are right. Oh, gosh. Right. Plug my... Plug my what? What? <laughs> just, just just whack on your promotions here. You know? Right. I'm just going to whack it on. Plug it up. Right. Okay. Yep. So, uh, yep. Uh, my name is Mandy. I am a streamer on Twitch. Uh, I, I go by Miss Mandy uh, with three E's. I um, primarily play Dead by Daylight. I occasionally do a few other games. Uh, if anyone doesn't know what Dead by Daylight is, it's like a killer horror game type mm. 
kind of, I guess, would you say it's kind of like an arcade style game? Like, ye- mm. not really arcade style, but like, you know. It's like short rounds that you play with for friends. Yeah. yeah, and you can play with your friends and everything. Unfortunately for me, I don't have any friends, so I usually play solo. Uh- uh, <laughs> relatable. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yes, I do uh, I do primarily play Dead by Daylight on Twitch. Um, streaming usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time till about 11 p.m. depending on how the stream goes. We also like to do a lot of marbles on streams if you guys like playing with marbles. So uh, yeah. come check it out. And there's links in the episode description right there. Uh, check out your previous episode as well on Silent Night, Deadly Night. Great film. Another great film. Another great film. Oh, you finally saw the sequel as well. I did uh, finally, unfortunately, Mm. see the sequel to that movie. Yes. Uh, We're on all the things as well. Instagram, Facebook, uh, everything is in the episode description. You can click through to those links if you want. Patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod. If you've got some spare cash hanging around, want to help the show out, we really appreciate everyone who jumps over there. Uh, Our Nicolas Cage series is on right now, and the first episode is live on Ghost Rider and also Morbius, because Zach watched it and couldn't shut up about it. (laughs) Hey, I'd love to promote it now but i lost so i can't promote anything unfortunately that's true you can't promote morbius um but it doesn't need your help because it's bombed again in the box oh my god (laughs) that is so funny that they've re-released it because everyone was memeing it and it bombed again (laughs) yeah oh my god so good so good yeah great movie no it's not uh link in the episode description if you want to go ahead and check that out all right sandro It's time for you to choose a movie for next week. We've got a few options that I'm rather excited for. All right, all right. Are you ready? Let's do it. The first of the movies is Dr. Doolittle 2. Ooh. Yes, Eddie Murphy is back to talk to animals and help them protect a forest from developers. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is it a tomb forest? Oh, please no. <laughs> All right. The second movie is uh, A Fast and the Furious. Oh! Uh, it's, it's, it's about family and cars and family. Don't need friends when you got family. I would like to tell you more, but I've never seen the Fast and the Furious movies. So. You haven't. No, you haven't. Wait, so this is the first one? Yes. Yeah, I think it's the, the first one and not the fourth movie. Many have you seen Fast and Furious? I have seen a couple of them recently, yes, because I, I went my whole life without seeing them. So I've actually seen the Fast and the Furious, that movie. Wow, actually. That's Surprising. Good. Oh, yeah? Would you, yeah? Would you recommend? Yes, I would. Wow. Oh, there you go. Well, that's a recommendation from the guest. I do like those films, yeah. The Princess and the Warrior. A nurse at a psych hospital almost dies. Oh. And then she starts a relationship with a veteran who is now a criminal. Oh, so it's not fantasy. Okay, never mind then. No! Wait, a nurse, a princess, a warrior, a veteran? There's a lot going on in that. There is a lot going on there. And uh, I'm just too confuddled to wrap my head around picking that one. That that sounds like there's nuance. Nuance? And like things you have to pick up on. Ew. Ew, gross. I hate subtext. Yeah, I want the plot laid out in front of me. Uh, Dr. Do- I, uh, uh, I'd like to do Dr. Doolittle. But it's it's the sequel, though. 
Yeah, Ugh. but you can watch the first one. If you pick the second one, you can watch the first one. Oh, but then i got to watch the second one as well, and I, I don't I Do you don't not think... like animals? You'd prefer they got crushed by a boulder. Yeah, which is why I'm going to pick <laughs> Fast and Furious, I reckon. Ah, there you go, there you because go. If any, because Vin Diesel's head is a boulder who, that crushes animals. Mm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I, the first Fast and Furious movie is... Uh, it's interesting. Also, we did Driven a little while ago, that racing film. It would be cool to compare the two, I reckon. Great choice. We'll do that next week. Uh, wrapping it up right now with the best quote from Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Mandy, did you mm. have quotes that you liked from this film? Uh, I I personally liked that quote from, uh, from Powell that I mentioned before. Um, this is a pleasurable torment. My ignorance amuses me. That one's probably my favorite. Uh, my favourite would be, uh, must be one of those ticky clocks, eh? <laughs> that is a pretty good one. One of them ticky clocks, yeah? And my favourite quote is, uh, of course, from the movie Lara Croft Tomb Raider. The Illuma Watty? <laughs> the Illuma Watty? Oh, no, sorry. The, Ill- the Illuma Watty! <laughs> <laughs>